0: Welcome to the breakfast show. Uh, Today is uh, Thursday, 15th February. It's uh, 7.06 and we are starting our breakfast show on Thursday. Um, A very warm morning for me this morning. It's uh, not that chilly anymore, not that cold anymore. And uh, today I'll be hosting your show. My name is Usman Mulan and I'm joined by my brother Daniel Ahmed. Uh, As-salamu
1: alaykum peace be upon you, Daniel. How are you today? wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh May peace, blessings of, of Allah be upon you as well. How are you doing yourself? I'm, I'm okay. You sound a bit um,
0: unwell. You have a very deep voice, <laughs> um, so let's hope you that won't affect our show today. Uh, we have, we have listeners waiting to for, for an exciting show today. Yeah. So uh for the for the listeners we have two topics uh, usually uh and today also we have two topics for you the first segment which uh we will start in about half an hour will be talking about a very interesting a very 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 current topic which is the upcoming elections um and uh, we will be talking about how muslim voices have uh have uh, spoken up against the Labour Party and how the Labour Party has lost many, many Muslim uh, voters um, and Muslim sympathisers because of the stance of uh, the party in regards to the Israel-Gaza war. Uh, and the second segment, um, later on, we will be talking about the importance of care in general and uh, the harmonious family relationships uh, and, and the importance of having these relationships and what does... What does Islam bring forward to to make sure that these important uh, characteristics of our society are upheld to the best standard? But uh, before that, before we go into these segments, uh, we will be discussing the news uh, okay. a little bit. So, if you start with the headlines, <coughs> um, the the one of the worst anti-Semitism for forty years. Um, The Times says that a number of Thursday's newspaper lead with figures published by the Community Security Trust, a CST charity on a rise in anti-Semitism in the UK. The Times reports finding from the charity uh, that Hamas attacks on Israel and their aftermath drove anti-Semitism in Britain to its highest level in more than 40 years. The paper carries a comment from Home Secretary James Cleverly, who decries anti-Semitic hatred and abuse. The paper also shows an image of the Queen surrounded by dames on Wednesday night at an event to mark the 400th
1: anniversary of Shakespeare's first folio. The Daily Mail also reports that British <coughs> Jewish suffered an explosion in hatred in the wake of the Hamas attack. The paper says that for the first time, the CST recorded at least one anti-Semitism, uh, one anti-Semitic uh, incident for very for every police force in the UK, with the majority more than 2,400 in London.
0: The Guardian reports that Keir Starmer is facing a fresh test of his authority as MPs prepare to vote on a second parliamentary motion calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza next week. Uh, The Labour Party and his officials will spend the next few days deciding how to handle a Scottish National Party motion on the Middle East crisis after the party's abstention. On a similar vote in November triggered a huge split in the party and 10 front benches uh, uh, resignated
1: according to the paper. The Daily Telegraph reports that Russia wants to put a nuclear weapon into space. U.S. intelligence uh, indicates in what is described as a serious national security threat. The paper says that uh, Joe Biden was urged to declassify U.S. intelligence on the military operation which has been shared with every member of the U.S. Congress. The Daily Mirror says
0: that a collapse in nursing recruitment is risking the future of the NHS and will put patients in danger. It reports the concerns for, from the Royal College of Nursing that the number of applications for degree courses plummeted from 36,040 in 2021 to only 31,000 this year. It quotes RCN boss Pat Cullen, who says, we believe the situation poses a direct threat to the sustainability of the NHS and patient safety.
1: Mm -hmm. Jeremy Hunt has been uh, urged to be bolder in going for growth so he can take the advantage of improved economic forecasts. The Delhi Express writes, leading experts told the paper that the Chancellor may have enough headroom to knock £20 billion of the collection tax bill and should take further measures to boost the country. And the Financial Times reports
0: that Jeremy Hunt is considering slashing billions of pounds from public spending plans to fund re-election tax cuts. If he is penned in by tight finances in next month's budget. The paper writes that Treasury Insiders said the Chancellor was looking at further spending restraint after uh, 2025 if official forecasts suggest he did not have enough fiscal headroom to pay for smart tax cuts. The paper also reports that billionaire British co-owners of supermarket Asda borrowed millions more from their petrol station company to repay debt taken out Uh, taken on
1: to buy two private jets. Hmm. The newspaper reports that the Bank of England is expecting interest rates to start falling and quotes Governor Andrew Bailey as saying they are not forecast to return to pre-COVID levels for years to come.
0: TikTok influencers will be paid by the government to urge migrants not to cross the channel in small boats. Uh, According to the Metro, the paper writes that home office says it will help counter human traffickers who use uh, the video sharing platform to sell the British lifestyle to people, tempting them to make the potentially deadly crossing.
1: Mm -hmm. The Sun says that radio legend Steve Wright died of a broken heart after being dumped by the BBC, according to polls. The presenter was last on air on the BBC on Sunday, hosting a pre-recorded special Valentine's Day edition of his Love Songs program. Yes, so this was the headlines
0: from the newspapers, Um, very diverse headlines. We'll take a short break and we'll be discussing the the break a a little bit more in further detail. Uh, But I
1: think we should, you know, um, also talk about the weather as well, the forecast for the coming days, if you allow me. Of course. Certainly. And uh, so the weather regarding today is, um, today many areas of the UK will see spells of rain, uh, some heavy at times, particularly in southwestern England and southern Wales. Um, southeastern England will likely escape drier and brighter mild. Tonight, spells of rain will move into southeastern England with a few showers lingering in Northern Ireland, northwest England and western Scotland. Elsewhere, uh, variable clouds and clear spells on Friday, a common day uh, tomorrow, but cloudier with showers in Scotland and northern England. Elsewhere, patchy cloud and bright spells will develop with the chance of the odd light shower, a mild day. Outlook for Saturday uh, to Monday um wi- oh, widely uh, dry on Saturday, but western areas will see a band of rain push in from the Atlantic by the evening. Um, This will move into eastern areas overnight, clearing on Sunday morning. The rest of the Sunday could see some lingering showers in the southeast and far northwest, but will be a brighter day for most. Um, Cloudy initially on Monday, but uh, uh, brightening up later, continuing mild. So... It doesn't sound too bad.
0: Mm, Even in terms of the temperature, it's... uh, It's very mild. Today, I think it'll go up to... 15 16 degrees which is uh, relatively warm compared to the past few days. Mm. Uh this is the season you know it goes up and down spring is starting and uh it's it's usually nice weather but it's with, it comes with a lot of rain. So uh, no rain this week not as much but uh I well, think I in, can see in, in you, a week you are two.
1: wearing two jackets um two jumpers what's the reason behind it?
0: Yeah, I I always take precaution. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be warm than uh Feel cold. Yeah, I know that I don't like the winter at all. I can't wait for the summer to come. Yep. Thank you very much, uh, Brother Daniel. We'll take a short break and then we'll come back discuss some of the, the other news articles. Uh, stay with us, and uh, if you have any questions, uh, you want to join our conversation or uh, you want to uh, leave some comments, uh, then call us on zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight or leave a tweet at voice of Islam UK thank you very much we'll be back shortly
2: أشهد وال...
3: Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio.
4: Writings of the Promised Messiah, alayhi salam. We have been created for a great purpose, which is the true understanding of God. On that understanding depends our salvation. It delivers us from every impure and doubtful way and leads us to the edge of a pure and clear river. It can be acquired only through divine revelation. When being delivered entirely from our ego, we dive deep with an eager heart into an unattainable being. Our humanness, having appeared in the court of Godhead, returns with some signs and lights from that world. Thus, that which the worldly ones look upon with contempt is the only thing which brings a long separated one in an instant to his beloved and bestows comfort upon the lovers of the divine. It relieves a person suddenly of all types of egoistic limitations until that true light descends upon the heart. It is not possible that the heart should be illumined. The imperfection of human reason and the limitations of current knowledge bear witness to the need of revelation.
3: You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio, broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day.
0: Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the breakfast show. It's Thursday, 15th February. It's 7:20, and we were just going through the headlines um, and um, some very diverse headlines about various things. Um, as we mentioned, uh, our first segment we will be discussing about uh, the, the upcoming elections and and uh, how the uh, specifically the Muslim Muslim uh, youth have uh, lost a lot of trust in the Labour Party, uh, as also mentioned in the in the headlines that K uh, Sama and the Labour Party are struggling uh, or will be struggling, I think, uh, in this in this uh, this year's election. Um, apart from that. Uh, Brother Daniel, there, there there is this uh, new statistic which came out. We mm-hmm. just read out about antisemitism. Um, it's it's one of the on on, on the highest level since uh, last forty years. Um, which is um, to be honest, which is not very uh, surprising because of the conditions mm-hmm. of the of the war in Israel and Gaza. Uh, you would um, understand that many people are upset. Many people are angry and naturally this would lead to lead to this this kind of behavior from from the people but tell us a bit about what what do we what do we stand for what is our view on this on this uh, anti-semitism or you know hatred against jews and mm. um um <coughs> boycotting those jews which are which aren't conservative which are not supporting israel in that sense
1: I mean, um, that's a very um, crucial question you have asked uh, uh, in the light of um, the current scenario or current um, uh, things which are we are going through. So, the basic teaching of Islam, which you know, I can remember from, and um, there are many. Um, but one of the factors which uh, I will, uh, I can relate here is that, for example, in the Holy Quran, Allah Almighty says that. Don't say bad to the idols of other religions, yeah, of other people, mm-hmm. and wha- why? And what's the reason Islam gives that they will, you know, uh, in return say bad to the go to your uh, your God, yeah? So that's very basic and important teaching, and but in essence, it has a very huge uh, and massive uh, effect. Um, In the society, for example, if I'm saying something bad to you, yeah, Mm. obviously you you know say something uh, bad to me as well. And um, and for example, somebody uh, some someone else from Islamic uh, religion, if if he's saying something bad to the god of, for example, a Jew or a Hindu, or um, from some other um, uh, from some other religion, yeah. So obviously he will say something bad to your god as well, and uh, this will this will not do you know. Th- do
0: you think this is a, a, a... I mean, the war which is <clears> happening. <throat> uh, this is this is justified that um you you can, or do you think it's it's, it's acceptable that people are hating, or are are um, turning to anti-Semitism, uh, because of the Israel Gaza conflict?
1: Uh I mean it's really important to understand um, the background first we just can't you know simply discuss this topic without you know uh, getting into the details of the of this whole scenario and background so for example let's say for example if two people have fighted over something yeah
5: hmm.
1: let's you know keep in, in, in general terms the whole scenario and um, and so Islam says if two people are fighting over something then the best thing which you could do is that um, for example if two nations are fighting over something then you should talk to each uh, nation and say that let's you know discuss this matter um, Mm, or come come to to a table and yeah come to a table and let's discuss this matter yeah so without you know um going for the war and using uh, swords or um, like in this day and age uh, using um um different uh, uh, sort of um the alternatives of swords um you should you know come to a common ground yeah islam mm. also says this let's find a common ground yeah, so, so
0: essentially we you are not uh, you are you are condoning those people who are showing yeah, hatred um, against Jews
1: Right. So, so yeah, that's the basic point. We should, you know, also always try to uh, find a very common point. For example, the com uh, the common point between them and us is that they believe in one God. We also believe in one God. For example, like say they they do fast uh, like us. We also fast. They also pray. We also pray to one God. So these are the basic teachings which we can find in Islam and in Jewish teaching as well. For example, there's one more teaching in Islam and in Jewish teaching, which is very uh, profound. And that is, for example, in the Holy Quran, Allah says that if you kill one person, it is like ass, uh, killing the whole humanity. If you save one soul, it is like saving the whole humanity. And that very teaching can be found in the teachings of um, Judaism. Yeah, mm-hmm. so these are the things which you know we need to consider. Yes, absolutely, uh, and also the the motto of our community,
0: the Muslim community, is mm. love for all, hatred for none. Now this 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 motto is, I mean, such a perfect statement of absolute you know peace and harmony that uh, mm. some people raise this uh, allegation against that you say love for everyone. So does that mean you you will love people who do wrong things or you show love to the to, to oppressors and, on, yeah. and um, oppressing countries but that's not what our statement is Is love for everyone in terms of the person uh, ev- every person deserves love mm-hmm. the actions a person is doing are not to be loved if you are uh, hurting someone if you are stealing if you are killing those mm-hmm. actions are not, are not that we love yeah. the love we have is for that person for that human being so in this regard, For we are completely against uh, any uh, anti-Semitic or yeah. uh, any kind of hatred against any community.
1: Um know, this. Sorry, uh, sorry to interrupt you. You know a very beautiful example just came to my mind, uh, and uh, that very example is from the life of the Holy Prophet may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. For uh, there is once that uh, a funeral procession was going, and it was of a Jewish person. And the Holy Prophet, maybe some blessing Allah be upon him, was standing near, uh, was sitting nearby. So he just stood up um, in respect of the procession of that Jewish person. And you know what happened next is that the companions who were sitting uh, beside the Holy Prophet, they asked Holy Prophet, why you stood up? And while he is not a Muslim, he is a Jewish person so the answer which the holy prophet may peace and blessings of allah be upon him gave which was very profound and uh, which that's why we say that he is a role model for us and that's mm-hmm. where the holy quran also says that he's a role model he just stood up and said was he not a human so the basic you know even even our holy uh, holy founder of islam and the holy prophet has you know Taught us such a beautiful teaching that we should also come together in humanity. That's mm. the, that's the you know um, primary thing, and the rest are the secondary things.
0: Absolutely, thank you very much, Daniel. Um, this is uh, our, our our you know discussion today is very heavily based on this subject. Yeah. Uh, we will take a short break and then we will we will come to our first segment, um, which which is uh, we're going to interlink with with the current situation in the UK, and how this is a uh, affecting um how this will be affecting you know the elections and uh what will happen so let's take a short break and after that we will be discussing our first segment about how muslim uh youth and other people as well are losing trust in the labor party who used to blindly uh, follow the labor before
2: Allah.
4: Allah
2: Who 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 of I I Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Selections from the writings of the Promised Messiah, upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya movement in Islam. The world cannot accept me because I do not belong to this world. But those who are gifted with a measure of otherworldliness are the ones who accept and will accept me. The one who rejects me rejects him who has sent me and the one who is grafted to me is grafted to him who I represent. I bear a torch which will illumine all those who come close to me. But the one who entertains suspicion and doubt and runs away will be subjected to darkness. I am the impregnable fortress for this age. Whoever enters my fold will be protected from thieves, robbers and the beasts of the wilderness. I call to witness God Almighty, who holds my life in his hand, that compared to every other soul, he has gifted me with overwhelmingly greater ability and access to the understanding and the deeper wisdom of the Holy Qur'an. If any of the Malvis, traditional Muslim scholars, who opposed me in response to my repeated invitations, had attempted to outshine me in the exposition of the Holy Qur'an, God would have most certainly frustrated his attempts and exposed his ignorance. Hence, the understanding of the Quran which has been granted me is a sign of Allah the glorious. And I have full trust in Allah's grace that soon the world will begin to see that I am true in this claim. I am not alone. That noble Lord is with me. No one could be closer to me than him. It is only by his grace that I have been granted a loving soul ever willing to serve his cause in the face of suffering so that I should render with zeal and sincerity outstanding services in the cause of the faith and carry out to victory great expeditions for Islam. He has commissioned me to accomplish all this and none can make me desist from pursuing this cause.
0: alaikum. peace be upon everyone uh, to all our listeners uh, welcome back to the breakfast show we just had a, a quick through uh, went through uh, quickly through the through the news uh, we will be starting our first segment here today and uh, the gist of the story here is that as general elections are coming up people are sharing views on Labour and Conservative party many muslim people uh view to views many muslim people's view towards the labor party's uh, position has shifted with keir starmer now calling for a sustainable ceasefire but for some voters it is too little too late for example at Old uh central mosque a red brick building on a street of victorian terrace uh, in the west midlands market the imam murtaza ghadri uh, has reflected on the changing views of his congregation over the past few months uh, he said that there was never much talk about politics before but now everyone cares lots of people are speaking up and he said we've been brought up in an environment where we blindly uh, where we are blindly supporters of labor old or young but now people are opening their eyes a bit more so a very i think crucial uh, topic in 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 these uh, upcoming days and uh, to to talk about this we have uh, our first guest on the line who is um, uh, mr. Hanif Khan uh, who is the founder and managing director of video shoot productions limited a radio and TV presenter and a short video film producer Um, he (coughs) uh, give communities a platform to share their messages a labor councillor from 2014 to 2022 he held many positions including transport uh one uh honslow and community protection uh he is uh, the national association of uh black as well alaikum, peace be upon you welcome to the breakfast show
6: uh, assalamualaikum my peace be upon you both
0: thank you very much for joining us this morning uh, how are you this morning
6: uh yeah really good uh enjoying the cold weather (laughs) it's got a bit better now but uh, yeah I
0: understand yes that's great so uh, to start off uh, tell us a little bit about what what is the Labour Party and um, what do you think will be the manifesto in the coming uh, general election and uh, any specific policies you expect to come forward
6: yeah, no, good question. I mean, the closer you get to the general election, all, all of the major parties will be producing their manifesto, and um, so not every party has actually delivered their manifesto for the UK uh, population, but as um, as we draw much, much closer to the general election, they will emerge, Uh, But there are still many policies that have been announced, and the Labour Party is very similar in that as well. And uh, I I guess the the best way to describe the manifesto in in various ways is that the mission statement that most parties have, and when I talk about our Labour Party's uh, mission statement, there are five. And those five is what will be the foundations of the manifesto. And there are many mottos as well. I mean, the one that's going around now is uh, get uh, Britain back, uh, get our nation back, various things. But actually all Mm boils down to kind of five, and I'll just read them out to you, and then we can discuss them. So basically, everyone knows that there is a lack of homes. And that's one of the largest, biggest problems for people wishing to put a roof over their head. So one of the missions is to build one and a half million homes over the next five years and then definitely allow the first time buyers to have the first choice to buy those homes. Mm-hmm. And that is we talk about getting Britain building back again. And then we are talking about all of this energy, you know, the prices of energy and our security and having cheaper bills is important. So one of the other missions is to have this thing that says, Swish on Great British Energy. And that's the, the second one. And then there's obviously the NHS, which has always been very close to the Labour Party. It's what we created after the Second World War uh, with Iron Bevan. And at that time, when it was created, that it said that we had the more high ground and we were the. Um, the hallmark of the world so it's about getting the nhs back on its feet and how are we going to do that definitely is to reduce the waiting list and deliver treatment which is normally out of hours and and ask doctors and nurses to kind of work over the weekends and work longer hours and the most important thing to get a double the number of scanners
7: mm-hmm.
6: and then the last two is just uh, take back our streets so so many people are worried about Anti-social behaviour. They're on about the gangs, the drug dealers, especially the fly-tippers. And by having a stronger police presence and guaranteeing that we have patrols in our town centres. And then the last one is this whole thing about breaking down the barriers to opportunity. It's 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 like giving everyone a fair chance, especially. You know, when you want to get a job, it's about who you know. Sometimes you get a job, and actually getting into the good schools, it's about people move to various locations. So really, it's about breaking down all those barriers of opportunities and in, have uh, uh, increase the number of apprenticeships and so you can colleges with technical colleges, give them the funding, and so a young persons ready for life. I mean, that that's the overall mission. I mean, throughout a conversation, I can talk to you about specific. Um, policies. I mean, one example is you, all, you. everyone saw in Bristol the people trying to get registered for an NHS dentist and they were wrapped around the building um, because they couldn't get one. And you have mm-hmm. people that now are cannot get a dentist and they're having to take their teeth out by themselves and that is not acceptable. So one of the specific policies around that is to make sure that we will have over 700,000 new dental appointments, and they'll be focused in the areas they, they're calling them desert areas because there are areas up and down the country where you literally cannot get an NHS doctor and people are suffering. But that's just, yeah, an awful thing about the labor policy.
0: Yeah, I mean, these are all very, very crucial points. I mean, from yeah. the housing to the NHS, uh, to the policing system, even.
1: <clears throat> um, honey, but, uh, um. I just wanted to ask uh, in the light of the current war between Israel and Palestine. So, what's your party's stance um, regarding uh, this war going on between Israel and Palestine? And is it moving towards a sustained ceasefire? Do you believe that? And um, secondly, has this affected uh, the way of the the way the Muslims will be voting in the coming general election? And we are hearing now the, the term, you know, the Muslim vote, TMV. So yeah. if you can, you know, uh, shed some light on this as well.
6: Yeah, of course I can. Uh, I think, first of all, you are right to say that uh, our the loyal um, voters from the Muslim community has wavered quite significantly. I can give you some statistics around that. But actually, just before that, the the horrors of the recent months in israel and palestine and, and gaza they have been intolerable and we what i'm afraid of is that people are just becoming desensitized by the deaths and the killing of of all of the civilians and as we're witnessing on our tv and there and there's just been no let up and the suffering of the people in gaza and there's been no end to the getting back to hostages as well and millions of people are being displaced and hungry we've seen the scenes and this cannot continue and everyone is on board with that and so much pressure is being put on the israeli government uh the Likud party netanyahu to refrain from this far overreaching um behavior as to what's been going on but it there just seems to be um a deadlock which, which is really worrying and you've just got the too many people innocent people are being killed and it's just not acceptable in any way and and that is 100 you know the stance of not only just the labor party but many people around the world but that you've got to a loggerhead where you've got um, bombs being blown up in, in places by the Israeli army, and then you've got rockets being flown over into Israel. You don't have the relinquish of hostages. So we're in a, a situation where both extremists are not allowing for the humanitarian aid and the sustained ceasefire to happen. It's really difficult. And it's, it is a big responsibility, you mentioned it earlier. So I, I think that, that's the kind of, scenario but we as as a Labour Party the idea behind this of what they are suggesting is that we have to fight for a sustainable ceasefire and basically what that means is a ceasefire but it it's a way which once it's happened you carry on and you sustain it and therefore everything else can then come to a, a final end that that's the kind of understanding where the labor party wants to go towards and there is still a very strong policy about having a two state solution the labor party has been very strong on that and hasn't deviated from that but how do we get to that is is a big challenge and definitely through you mentioned earlier about the negotiations and obviously prayer i mean our beloved khalifa has been asking our community and many people to pray for uh the peace in palestine and israel and what's happening in gaza so yeah i mean that that's the kind of stance that we have in in that capacity and we've got to work towards that 100 mm-hmm. percent
0: solution definitely but don't you think it's um what do you expect from uh, you know the, the the muslim youth the 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 muslim vote um you think it is it is um justified or it's acceptable that they are uh, withdrawing their votes from the labor party uh, despite um, you know a long relationship with with the labor party
6: yeah no i i agree with you um, and emotions are high and people are really upset and we have had a, a historic support from the Muslim community for a long time and it's been spanning over decades and generations and right from the beginning, the reason why I'm very heavily involved and an activist in the Labour Party is because of, of my parents How um, and, and they're the ones that uh, got me into the Labour Party because mm-hmm. they predominantly helped the BAME community in a very strong way and that kind of a lot of their base. But you're right, people are upset and they are, are moving away. And it kind of all started when, over the criticism of the way the Labour Party handled originally the position on Gaza and its positions. And I think it kicked off during an interview with Keir Starmer when he appeared to say that Israel had the right to turn off the water and electricity but obviously yes, straight after that he did clarify and reverse that position and and then there were some further criticisms of different positions and then we had many MPs that then decided to resign from the front bench and we know who they are and but they wanted to call for an immediate ceasefire so yeah I mean all of that has kind of boiled down to this as you mentioned it mm. the the Muslim vote, but you know everyone is now on the same page and i 've explained to you what the current um, thinking of the lay party is is to have this sustained ceasefire that will then eventually lead to a permanent ceasefire mm. and it 's all a negotiation. no one can demand things from both extreme sides it 's a way of a negotiating uh, weapon, but everybody wants that to happen, but yeah, and the Muslim vote has has dropped significantly. I mean, if you remember back in 2019, when it was Jeremy Corbyn, when we lost the um, election quite badly, at that time we um, had quite a high support from the Muslim community. It was about 86%, which is massive. But now with the new kind of statistics that have come out, and it's about 43%, and there are so many that are also undecided and you know there was this poll that was carried out by the Muslim so they're called called the the Labour Muslim Network and they partnered up with one of the UK's largest polling organisation called Servation to conduct this kind of exclusive poll of the British Muslim votes, and that's some of the findings that they had, there's lots more but that's the most uh, significant one.
0: Mm I have a Small question about the mm-hmm. Labour Friends of Palestine and the Middle East, which is a small group within the British Labour Party. yeah um, I mean surprising to me, was a Kirstama was a supporter of this party or part of this. Uh so yeah. how comes he his views uh were so uh I mean quite the opposite in the beginning of, the, of this uh this uh I mean, like, recent conflict
6: yeah I mean when you say it was completely opposite you know I don't believe that that is the case Mm -hmm. at all every every leader of every party has got so many um, situations where they're being pulled in about a thousand directions I mean one of the things is that the black community they now feel that with all of the current situation that's going on in the Middle East they their voice is not being heard and and all the other minority groups. So w- when you talk about the, the situation that T.S. Obama has with, uh, with the Gaza-Israeli situation, I think it's not that he was completely opposite in any way. Uh, even during that interview, he talked about the humanitarian aspect and how important it was to continue with a two-state solution. And obviously people's emotions sometimes uh, say things that they don't necessarily are able to be clear about. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're very clear the Labour Party is that we will always push for a two-state solution. And the current situation and the attitude of the foreign policy currently in the, in the Israeli government is that they're not looking to have a two-state solution. But every um, party that's out there, especially the Labour Party, is pushing for that. And when you look at the other parties and people don't talk about the relationship of the Muslims with the Conservative Party because there's never been one. They've never really been there to support them and, and, and understand what they're looking for. So, yeah, um, hopefully I'll kind of put some more light on yes. what you...
0: Yes, definitely. And then uh, what do you think if, if um, people will abstain from voting the Labour Party? Uh, where would they go to? What's the next party for... Um, those uh, many loyal muslims which have been with the labor party where, where yeah. do you think they will be giving their vote
6: um, so first of all i hope they do not move i hope they can understand and and definitely make every effort to remain within the labor party and see that labor party is is the party for the people and to help so many people who are in a desperate situation i've lost complete hope in everything and what they're talking about in terms of um, having a good education, putting a roof over their head, the, having dental appointments, to all those things, interest rates that skyrocketing, but then again, the emotions are quite high. So either they will do three things: they will stay with the Labour Party and and work within the party to improve the situation, or they will mm. stay, they won't vote, or they'll look at an alternative party. Um, and that could some of it may go to the Green Party, um, or some of it may go to the Liberal Democrats, but I don't believe it will go to the Tory Party because of the current situation that we that has transpired over the last 14 years. It just it just won't happen. So mm. I think that's definitely where 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 we'll end up.
0: Great. And just lastly, um, do you have any predictions on when the general elections will be called up?
6: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's all down to the leader of the Tory party, who is our current leader, that was, uh, he will decide. And I think by, it's, you don't get much uh, time as to when he decides to call the general election, but it could be in May or it could be in November. They're the two kind of areas at uh, the times when we're thinking that the general election will take place. And, um, yeah, so it will be his choice. So that my prediction is probably uh, May. And um, it depends on the interest rates, depends on the mood of mm-hmm. the country. I mean, accordingly, that will benefit them. But we as a party are pretty much ready for any time the general election is being called.
0: Great. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Hanif, uh, <clears throat> Hanif Khan. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking to you and you uh, uh, certainly... Gave us a lot of information which uh, I wasn't aware of as well. Thank you for joining us this morning. Have a lovely day.
6: Uh, mate, uh, um, same to you guys. Uh,
0: peace be upon you. Thank you. Peace be upon you. <coughs> so that was Mr. Hanif Khan uh, um, who is the founder and managing director of Video Shoot Productions Ltd uh, and also a radio and TV presenter uh, who uh, enlightened us a little bit about the uh, position of uh, or clarified... What the Labour Party, uh, Labour Party's position is on this. Now we do have a very short clip about a very important thing, which is uh, um, which is about the actual voting, about state elections. Um, many people may be abstaining from this election uh, because of the circumstances, but uh, as a citizen, um, it is our duty to. Uh, to make sure we give our vote because every single vote counts so anyways in this regard there is a short clip of uh, His Holiness Hazrat Mirza Tahir Ahmad, the fourth head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community so let's listen to this
8: and as far as the religion is concerned Jamaat Ahmadiyya did not make it incumbent as such upon a single Ahmadiyya to vote for someone some And this is the oldest, old practice, no change was made in that. Each uh, district was uh, left to decide for each region after consultation with the local people. And if they did not decide in favor of some uh, some parties or some uh, aspirants to the assembly seats and uh, the majority of that particular region wanted to vote for someone else, they were complete freedom. They had complete freedom. They were fully at liberty to do whatever they please. So this is a misconception on the part of Ahmadis living in other countries that Jamaat Ahmadiyya decided to vote for People's Party and ordered everybody to vote vote for People's Party. In uh, Northwest Province, for instance, <coughs> only in one single seat, Ahmadis. Uh, voted for People's Party because they had decided. The entire Northwest Province decided to go against People's Party and vote for Muslim League and they did it in the Punjab.
0: So that was His Holiness, Mr. Tahir Ahmed. Um, also clarifying the, the stance of the Ahmadi's or whether the, the freedom of Ahmadi Muslims uh, to vote for whomever they, seem, uh, they think um, fit uh, but Daniel I have a question for you that uh-huh. when you are choosing a when you are giving a vote what what are some of the things you should be keeping in mind um, or also in, in terms of what does Islam say about uh, what, what kind of leader you should choose or how you should uh, um, move forward in, in terms of choosing someone as a representative of your country
1: so a very important question and um first of all as you have mentioned that uh, we should vote because every vote, each vote counts. Secondly, um uh, regarding this the teaching of Holy Quran we found uh, find is that in the Holy Quran Allah the Almighty states that liha, that you should um uh, entrust over Mm, um, those people who are entitled to it, yeah, mm-hmm. you should, um, um, you know, not uh, give the trust to those people who are not eligible for this. Um, that you know, it could be mm-hmm. some something particular, and uh, regarding the, um, you know, seat of the, or the or the prime minister or the other MPs, mm-hmm. you should so try what, what to what does it mean that? Who, who have the right to it or who deserve this position? What, what kind
0: of person?
1: Yeah, so um, as, you know, mentioning Hanif Khan that we're going to work on NHS, we're going to work on this and that. So these are the, ba- thing, the basic things which um, everybody should, you know, work on and um, so that the the society can prosper that's in general if you want to answer mm-hmm. get the answer this is the general answer so that you know you know the society can prosper secondly this is just uh, for uh, those people who are living within that country so secondly is that your mm-hmm. behavior or with your you know neighboring countries so mm-hmm. how you you know keep your relationship with your neighboring countries so in my opinion these in 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 essence these are the two basic things which uh, anybody should keep in mind
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting and also it's 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 also about <coughs> corruption you know <coughs> because not just in today's politics i think since the beginning of time there's mm-hmm. also uh, there's always corruption involved in in somebody coming forward in in a in a you know in a dirty way, so the, the Islam has instructed us to choose that leader which is most most uh, befitting that position, mm. which means he's number one. He's he's just. He's not corrupt. He he is um, you know he has the benefit of the people in his in his mind uh, rather than choosing those people which are your friends or which will benefit you individually, or which which will. Uh, Um, uh, You know Follow Most likely Their own Personal interests Uh, Like His Holiness Hazrat Masoor Ahmed The current Head of the Muslim community He mentioned that uh, uh, Specifically In regards to this um, And the war The current war Israel-Gaza war That the politicians Have um, uh, I mean Are trying to Just You know uh, Take Take that side Where they uh, Are getting The benefit Just like with The Elections, maybe you know, it's it's, a, it's not. It could be a coincidence. Could not be that uh, the Labour Party choosing a certain position before the elections or any other party. So let's take a short break, and after the break, we will continue the segment, uh, and we have uh, another guest we will be speaking to. So stay with us, and we will uh, be back after the news break. Assalamualaikum. Peace be upon everyone. Welcome back to the breakfast show. Uh, if you have been listening, we have been talking about uh the, the the upcoming general elections and uh, how uh, many of the muslims have been uh, changing their stance on uh, changing their views on uh, on the labor party because of the uh, israel gaza war affecting this um uh, we we see that since you know very 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 long time ago politicians have these methods that they have to owe this responsibility that they have to uh, keep keep uh, the trust, you know, with their with their citizens, and uh, many uh, ways have been adopted uh, to do this. They m- need to make sure they have long term, long lasting, pos- long lasting positive relationships with different countries through time and trust, and this also involves uh, involving the community in government decisions uh, and actively engaging with the community. Um, to make sure that that trust is built up so we will be speaking to another guest uh, more uh, on this on this aspect of uh, politics that um, how to make sure you know how can politicians bond and stay together with communities and in this regard we do have with us a professor um, Professor Darren uh, Lilica uh, who is a professor of political communications at the Bournemouth University as-salamu alaykum. Uh, peace be upon you, uh, Professor Darren.
9: Alaikum
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us this morning at the breakfast show. Uh, what is your gut feeling towards the upcoming general elections?
9: Well, I think that the election will be mostly fought on economic issues, domestic domestic issues. So, the the extent to which certain communities feel that parties support them or not um, will be part of that but I think largely it will be economic issues and the concerns that people have about the cost of living um, and and generally the future of the the country's economy Um, and at the moment it it looks like Labour will have more seats whether it be a majority is a question but things can change a great deal over the course of a, a period of an election, and so uh, mm-hmm. uh, predictions are always a little bit dangerous
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, what do you think should, should the party be doing in terms of uh, you know, making sure that they, they keep that bond, they stay connected with different communities uh, i mean if, if you look into history, what can you tell us about what kind of ways have been adopted mm-hmm. to uh, to to make sure uh, parties have uh, had the upper hand in elections?
9: well in terms of communities what what parties tend to try to do is is ensure that they represent all communities um and of course the the safer territory is domestic policy um we're all living in one society they are standing within the uk so they try to ensure that their policies are inclusive but Unite communities around an area. You know, so a member of parliament or even a councillor will try to ensure that they represent all communities as as well as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. But obviously, domestic issues are the 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 area that is safer territory. I think sometimes.
1: Yeah. Um, so, Darren, you know, if um, uh, looking at the current scenario, um, we see that. Um, the Middle East crisis, and but you also said that the Labour Party could have or seems to have a upper hand in the coming election. So, what do you think? Uh, why do you believe that? While we see that um, they have lost kind of majority Muslim votes as well in the current scenario.
9: Well, Labour have a problem, um, and and this really sort of dates back to the the allegations against jeremy corbyn and the, the claims of anti-semitism um jeremy corbyn was a lifelong supporter of the the palestinians and unfortunately there is a, a, a conflation of ideas that if you um stand as a politician and you question israel's foreign policy then that is also seen as questioning the existence of the state of israel and that then leads to a claim of anti-Semitism, which is largely where corbyn's position led him into trouble and the claims against him during the election did appear to be damaging among certain groups of voters because of the image of corbyn himself as being a an inclusive politician somebody who it was was for peace um, so claims <clears throat> excuse me claims of racism or and, and anti-semitism were, were very damaging to his image. Um, and so labor have tried to to pull away from that and they are in a very difficult situation at the moment where they represent all communities, but they are struggling to be able to articulate a line where they they Demonstrate their support for the people of Palestine and the the innocent people who are dying, but do not criticize Israel openly because that would lead them into territory where they will be accused of Um, Mm anti-Semitism. And that's the position that Labour are trying to to bridge at the moment to avoid the negative press coverage particularly.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you think this will... um... Uh, so if if the voters um uh, do abstain from voting for the labor party uh do you think they will be more likely to go to the tories or any other party
9: well i can't see them going to the conservative party if their their main issue is a stance on the the, the israel palestine situation um possibly the liberal democrats um possibly they will just abstain and not vote mm-hmm but that could be quite damaging in certain places where there are large majority Muslim populations and so you know, Labour losing that vote it, it's then who, who will benefit who yeah. will go out to vote at the, in those places.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and lastly, what can the Conservatives do to work well with uh, interfaith communities?
9: Well, that's uh, in in a way the same challenge that that, that Labour have, but um the the Conservatives have been very strident in their support of, of Israel. So again it's it's the importance of this issue. Um if both parties can pull the discussion back to the economy, then that's a territory they can fight over, present their different arguments and really sort of party politics may not play into that but it's those certain issues where you know really voters are divided Mm -hmm. and and i think this is one of those issues which has has huge emotional um resonance with people and and some may be looking for a party that, that better reflects their position on it um and that may actually be neither of the two major parties at present
1: um darren if you if we talk about um the uh, political environment um do you believe that are we heading towards the right direction uh, i know we have you know a um, couple of hiccups uh, along the road and uh, we have got covid um also we are you know uh, facing different different challenges regarding the nhs or other you know strikes are going on as well so do you believe that uh, are we heading towards the right direction? And also, uh, what do you think are the causes uh, behind, uh, you know, where we went off the track um, in terms of um, our political environment?
9: Well, it's uh, <laughs> a, a, a very complex question in in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were huge challenges facing the country and the world. Um, not least the current conflicts, but also climate change, the the destruction of habitats in certain parts of the world, which is leading to migration. Um, You know, all of these are are, are major global problems, which is is really sort of out of the hands of one national government, but something that that the governments of the world need to get together to try to sort out. And I, I don't think anyone really has something clear to say on those issues a a clear response to those issues and i think that's been the case for quite a long time um i think i think within the uk we are um you know so quite obsessed with this idea of of sort of low tax and growth at the same time and these things are, are problematic because it means that economic policy can only work in you know, within those constraints. The economy has to grow, more money has to come in. Mm-hmm. But that means you can't reorient the economy in any way and it's difficult to then reflect the the, the 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 all those range of challenges where investment is needed and also you know how to think about changing the economy, reorienting the economy to reflect you know, the the need of the environment around us. And so I think those issues perhaps are are very pressing, but it's something that politicians are really struggling to to deal with. And if anything says it's going to cost people or change their lives, then they get um, quite a lot of hostility about that.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Professor Darren, among all these uh, critical points, uh, as mentioned earlier as well, but the, the NHS, the, the strikes, the cost of living—what do you think is one of the most important aspects uh, that the government should be focusing on to improve the overall situation of of uh, the whole country?
9: Well, yeah, that's that's the that, that's the key question. In a way, is is. There is no magic solution to these things. <clears throat> mm. there, there is so, so many different areas where, where government need to invest to make sure things work. But that needs a lot of money coming into the government. And mm. the people are not willing to pay more tax. So the country has to earn more money somehow in order to fund all these things. And that is extremely challenging. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, that's the heart of the problem, is how does the, the country make money without taxing people too high? And, and that's the challenge they need to, to really sort of get to grips with.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Thank you. Thank you, Professor uh, Darren Lillikai. It was a pleasure speaking to you. And thank you for your time as well this morning. I uh, hope you have a lovely day ahead. Thank you for joining us
9: my pleasure
0: thank you thank you bye bye so this was uh, uh, Professor Darren Leleka, who is a Professor of Political Communications uh, at the Bournemouth University Uh, so this uh, kind of uh, does bring us to the end of the first segment Um, just to wrap it up we uh, you know we usually do try to link this with with Islam but we have been talking about this throughout the segment and uh, lastly I'd just like to mention that in, in all these some somewhat chaotic situations, we always need to remember that uh, at the end of the day, uh, who will get us out of these problems is not any political party, is not any individual or any group uh, in, uh, at all. It is, um, as we believe as Muslim very strongly, that God Almighty has a plan for everything and he guides uh, his righteous people Towards a solution that will uh, that will uh, um, improve situations of, uh, of, of people nationally as well. and in this regard, his Holiness Mizam his helper, the head of the Muslim community, has uh, instructed us again and again to keep praying for uh, not just uh, you know the Israel Gaza conflict, but generally for the, for the situation in the world um there the, i mean natural disasters are increasing wars are happening and uh, uh, the cost of living is rising we see like a general trend towards maybe the end of the world in in in, in a way so we need to focus uh, on on prayers we need to focus on ourselves to make sure that we uh, incline toward uh, towards justice and i would also um urge everyone all our listeners to keep this in mind uh, with the upcoming elections as well, that uh, you you give give a sincere vote and uh, pray. So we'll take a short break here, and uh, we'll uh, after this short break we'll continue our second segment, which is uh, a a uh, again an important issue uh, of care and harmonious fam- family relationships. Uh, so stay tuned. We will be back after short break. Oh
3: listening to the Voice of Islam radio Hazrat
5: Abu <inaudible> Hurairah, <Hazrat inaudible> <inaudible> may Allah be pleased with him, narrates that the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said No fatigue, disease, sorrow, sadness, hurt, nor distress befalls a Muslim, even if it were the prick he receives from a thorn, but that Allah expiates some of his sins for
2: that.
1: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all. Welcome back to Live Breakfast Show. And we are now going to dive into another very important and interesting topic of the day. And that topic is the regarding the importance of care and harmonious family relationships, which I believe and also i I think Osman also believed that this is very you know contemporary issue um mm-hmm. which we are facing nowadays um uh, especially you know as the life is moving so fast you know um the the life of individualism is you know prevailing instead of a a, a harmonious a um relationships are prevailing so uh the gist of the story regarding this topic is that um there are two there were two identical twins and um these two identical twins uh, when they were born they were taken from their mother and sold to separate families and after many years uh, due to um, talent TV TV show and TikTok videos, they discovered each other by chance. So it turns out they were among thousands of babies in Georgia um, stalls from uh, you know uh, from hospitals and sold, and some as recent as 2005. So our segment um, explores the concept of family bonds and impacts of such um, heartbreaking incidents. Yeah, some, some fundamental reasons of the importance
0: of a family mm. uh, is that they are the, the source of love and the sense of belonging and like they they guide you, right? They're a guidance in our life. And by growing up in, in a loving, happy family, as humans generally, we grow to be with good manners, with ethics, we learn uh, communication and listening skills. Whereas many children uh, which are which are taken away from their families uh they don't necessarily lack these characteristics mm. but uh, life is just uh, difficult for them they have different challenges they have uh, uh they have a much harder route to um uh, to in, in their future and uh history is also an important part you know our family has history and it's interesting to learn and find out about uh, where our grandparents are from Our ancestors You know Where we Where we come from And when you Take away a child From their parents What's uh, I mean He he doesn't have any Any close relationships up With With uh, whom He can Or they can Talk about these things So what's left is just You know the, Their current Life And they're just trying to Survive Or even if they are Um, uh, going through life very well uh, they will be always missing that that family you know Mm, because they have been taken away and just in the case of these um, two twins which is a a story uh, from the BBC that uh, they they, uh, I mean thanks to the internet they rediscovered themselves I mean discovered each other Um, one of the benefits one of the um, good things about you know TV and TikTok <clears throat> so other than that um if we, if you we look at the islamic or a, a typical muslim household we see that uh having uh, uh having close relationships with your family is a very important thing mm-hmm. uh, the holy quran mentions that um <clears throat> instructs um us muslims to be just and then To uh, go out of our way and uh, go a step forward from justice alone, and uh, treat other people the way we treat our family, and the way we treat our family is absolutely, you know, the 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 most uh, or the the best way we can um, serve anyone or we we can treat anyone. So the T. Islam's teaching is that even if you meet a stranger, treating him like he is family to you is one of the highest
1: uh, moral qualities. I mean, uh, just looking at the word you know, the family or the society itself, you know, if you just go into the uh, detailed um, definition of society it says that where you have to uh, you know, uh, get together, um, you have collective activities, interests, and um, where you grow uh, together not individually, hmm. yeah this is the definition of a society and family yeah and these words you know holds these very fundamental meanings that's why it is called family and uh, or, or a society and also you know as you have very beautifully said that Islam or the Holy Quran um, tells us that we need to uphold these fundamental um Basic uh, characteristics, um, as these are the things. For example, just for example, say that even Bill Gates, Hmm. yeah, or Elon Musk, you know, they want that they have um, a family, they have a wife, their children, yeah, yeah. So it is because you know it is our uh, in nature. It is in into our. It is. Uh, We have been, uh, you know, inculcated um, this by nature, that we need somebody uh, who takes care of us, who takes care of our emotions, our Mm. belongings, um, and other things as well. And no matter how big or small that person is, in terms of uh, their status as I have, you know, given the example of, you know, take an example, Elon Musk or Bill Gates, yeah, then they they want that they have their uh, partner, you know, who uh, takes care of their, you know, emotions uh, or or the children. I mean, money alone can't
0: buy you happiness, even though it it does bring a lot of happiness, but it's it's not the ultimate happiness. And then uh, you always need family. You always need uh, some people not just some people I think everyone enjoys taking care of someone rather being taken care of as well so in that sense you, you still need someone uh, to 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 be able to take care of someone no, th- that gives that you a sense of uh, you know that uh, that happiness that oh I did something good or yeah. I helped someone out
1: no that is the very reason that why so many people in this day and age are getting into depression because of the loneliness yeah mm and loneliness is what what do you do define loneliness how do you define it is that you don't have any partner you don't have any anybody to support you uh, emotionally morally um, through your wife children or your relatives or other people who are surrounding who you are being surrounded by so you know it tells us that the depression itself or the loneliness itself tells us that we need people mm-hmm. around us we need people around us Definitely. Let's listen to an interview
0: that uh, was conducted earlier with uh, Ms. Siwon Cotter. Um, Shivon is a project manager for North and uh, parental, Perinatal Support Service. So she works with uh, many families regularly. So let's listen to that interview.
7: In the name of Allah, the most gracious and merciful, dear listeners, I'm very delighted to have with me Mrs. Siwon Cotter, who is a project manager for the Family Action North and Perinatal support service, working with hundreds of families across the region. Now, so Family Action Perinatal Support Services are for pregnant women or women with a baby under the age of two who have or are at risk of developing mild to moderate mental health issues such as uh, such as anxiety and depression. Mrs. Chevron Kota Good morning and welcome to the Today Show. Good
10: morning. Thank you.
7: Um, Mrs. Kota, um family I just want to talk about family today uh, for most people including me family is the most beautiful thing or the most important thing of the world but sometimes we see that like, for example in the history we have seen that there has been family dispute as well like for example Cain and Egon, one example I can give um, and then we also see that people even in this age who got like cut off with the families or just don't want to do anything with the families. But as I say, for me, family is very important. So um, I just want to know from you, do you think, uh, do you agree with me when I say that family is important?
10: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, whatever family looks or means like for any one of us, it's important to nurture those close social bonds. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that, family, that family network, it can offer safe, supportive environment for for children, and we need that for children to develop the way that they should, and for us all to maintain that, you know, good emotional and physical health. Um, you know, we're not, we're not meant to be isolated creatures, you know, we're, um, we're, we're social um, creatures, you know, and we need each other to survive, and that family and a sense of belonging is one of the key protective factors in our lives, really, Um, you know and and with family it's from our earliest moments our experience of family it it shapes us who we are um, and how we are so you know we need that um, family to help us to you know form relationships how to handle conflict Um, you know having that close family around us identifies how we feel about ourselves Um, you know that the whole path in front of us um, can go back to how you know our very early days those very early roots of being part of a family. Yeah.
7: Now you, you spoke also about like healthy and strong bond which we should retain with, as a family. Um, I just mentioned like for example Cain and Abel you know that they never had like that strong bond. Um, sometimes we do experience these things as well. Uh, Sometimes we have some dispute with a family member, etc. Sometimes there's also also a huge age uh, difference between one brother and the other, or one sister to the other. Um, How can we now maintain healthy, strong bond with each other?
10: Oh, absolutely. So you know, at Family Action, we work um, with family across all ages and stages of that family life. Um, So I think the first thing I'd say is that understanding you know the developmental the physical the emotional needs of each family member is is just crucial um you know make time for each other when and where you can and consciously try to do things together as a family um you know at family action we just strongly believe in the strengths within families you know we want families to achieve their potential with increased resilience um, and we know that, you know, all families will have a certain amount of pressure and it's not always going to be plain sailing every single day. Um, but we really believe that, um, you know, having that healthy and strong bond with each other um, will help children and young people to face their future with confidence. And, you know, we just feel that every family um, should be celebrated and championed. Um, mm-hmm. So so, yeah, you know, it's it's that that respect and communication and understanding everybody within your family unit
7: okay so understanding and respect which I think which I, I everyone mean, I will agree with you mm-hmm. that is very important but sometimes mrs um, Carter there are few incidents yes which can occur which it can affect sometimes the family dynamics quite deeply um, and we, we sometimes call them like a family crisis etc um, you like from your professional, on what advice would you give to someone who sees that these incidents, incidents are still happening which are causing a deep uh, effect on the family as well that the family is separating what tips would you give them to bring them together oh
10: you know absolutely and um at, at family action we believe that there's no right way to be a family um you know and it's the relationships that matter Um, that families should feel safe and supporting, Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that love and protection. And, you know, beyond that, there is no actual blueprint for how a family should be. Um, So so going back to what I previously said, you know, it's all about identifying the needs of each family member, um, you know, at the heart of a safe and supportive family, Is acceptance there's understanding and there's that you know clear communication Um, and one thing I would like to say you know if anybody is struggling within their family dynamics um, to please call our family line um, on 0808 802 6666 or to reach out for any similar um, helplines for advice and guidance and on our family action website as well we have a whole array of services um, to support that family, you know, um, in lots of different areas across the country.
7: Okay, so that's actually very really helpful. I mean, this could help people as well, I mean, to get some advice. What if I, like someone, not me, but someone else would call in and say, can you give me the perfect picture of a happy family? How would you describe a happy family?
10: Oh, wow. So. Is, is is there a thing as, you know, a, a very, very happy family? Of course, you know, your, your family is your, your safe space, isn't it? So um, as well as being there for you to support you, it's often the place where you feel that you can relax and, and you know, vent those frustrations and, um, you know, worries with. And, and we know that, you know, there are a lot of factors that can impact on a family dynamic. We we see a lot at the moment at family action, the pressures, um you know with um poverty you know particularly coming out of years of austerity um global pandemic um cost of living crisis and all of those things you know impact you in your home and in your family um stress you know stress is a big thing that um is mental and physical and you know that communication is key to building those healthy and strong bonds um so you know that That happy family is is an environment where we know somebody feels safe, somebody Mm -hmm. is supported. um, You know where we can really, you know, give that love and support, and that communicating with all of our family members that respect. And it's just at Family Action, we strongly believe that every child, you know, deserves that best start. So um, that that starts from within your home, right from day one.
7: No, exactly. I mean, this is the important thing. Like, when you're home, on in your home, it's like a safe spot. And the people surrounding or living in the home are like your best friends as well. You consider them mm-hmm. as your best. You share your um, feelings. You share your secrets with them. Um, m- Mrs. Uh, I mean, I'll, thank you for basically agreeing with me that family is the most important thing, Mrs. Uh, Kottar. Uh, very. I was really delighted to have you with me right now and um, thank you for your thought as well. Um, and yet, I just can uh, agree with you and I can just can give, give all the message that listen guys, family means everything, respect each other, um, listen to each other as well and have a peaceful life within, and within the families. Um, thank you, Ms. Cotta, for joining and I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you.
10: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: So that was uh, <clears throat> an interview conducted by uh, one of our fellow presenters uh, with uh, Miss um, uh, Miss uh, Shivon Cotter, who is a uh, project manager for uh, um, Northern's Perinatal Support Service, uh, who works with many families as well. So, my brother Daniel, um, give us an example from um, from the life of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him um because uh anything we we discuss here anything that goes on in the world is is we are always able to link it with um with the life of the holy prophet because he was a perfect example of uh, of uh, a, a perfect human being so uh maybe just tell us about his relationship with his uh with his wife or a relationship with his families uh or um his uh, his uh,
1: c- cousin for example which he took under Hazrat Ali yeah. so, so you know a very crucial question asked um, so uh, there is one example uh, I will give and that is the example of Hazrat Anas um, may Allah be pleased with him uh, for example, you know, Anas when he was very um, little, he was a child. He used to, he um, he used to live with um, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and he he said that I almost lived for like a um, ten years with the Holy Prophet, and he never ever even scolded me for once, never, for not even for very little or very big thing. So that's you know. It could be said that that's a very, you know, simple example, but in essence, it is very big.
0: Yes, truly. I mean, to speak more about uh, this, we will. Uh, we have uh, an imam on the line, Imam Mutaraf Ahmed, who has joined us uh, graciously this morning. Asalaamu Alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to The Breakfast Show. Asalaamu Alaikum,
5: peace be upon you too. How are you doing? You're right?
0: Alhamdulillah by the grace of Allah we're, we're doing well Thank you for joining us So we are discussing a little bit about um, The life of the Holy Prophet In regards to uh, our current topic The the importance of care and family matters So if, if you could tell us Why has Islam given such importance uh, To this structure of a family uh,
5: Yeah sure um, I'd love to um, I think one thing which we can all agree on is that everyone is essentially striving for peace in life and this urge and this thirst and need for internal peace is something which we're constantly seeking and it's interesting that this is actually ingrained within us human beings the point i'm trying to make um, here is that peace essentially starts within the home and within one's own heart If you and the people around you are at peace, your neighbors will be at peace, your city will be at peace, your country will be at peace, and then essentially the whole world will be at peace. And you'd be surprised to know that um, at many occasions in the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty calls out all human beings stating that, Ya Bani Adam, that all children of Adam. Mm-hmm. and this points directly to the fact that we have to mirror this call from God and to become one family on this earth. And we must first, for this to happen, we must first form a small family unit of our own. And Islam holds family life at the epicenter um, for um, you know our spiritual, moral, and social development. Mm-hmm. And the more you delve into this subject, you realize that Islam, in respect to any situation in life, is trying to protect you um, and the people around you. So you and as an individual, and the society in general around you as well. And in order to protect the spiritual, moral and social development of humans, Islam has family as the solution. And we all seek security and Islam offers the best type of security, which is this family unit and in order to you know grow in a healthy manner a man a woman and children all require each other's support because we have been naturally structured in this manner just as the earth relies on the Sun and the moon to survive similarly children uh, essentially rely on their parents to survive and live a healthy and happy life and these children mm. are the future of our society so if they don't grow in a safe and secure environment the future of our society will be anything but safe and secure. And just to summarise in a nutshell, the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has beautifully um, written about this in his book Islam's Response to Contemporary Issues. He states that since time immemorial, many philosophers have been dreaming of the moment when mankind can gather as one large human family under one flag. This concept of the unification of mankind has been entertained not only by political thinkers, but also by economists and sociologists alike. But nowhere has the idea been pursued with greater fervor than in the domain of religion. And mm-hmm. in, in a nutshell, from what we we'll see from from this, um, from what the fourth caliph of the Ahmadiyya mm-hmm. community has written, is that family is the only way for um, internal and external peace
0: mm-hmm. uh, thank you and uh, you know at a time where family breakup is increasingly common and uh, and and has somewhat become normalized and and you know marriage for example or uh, the concept of families and uh loyalties are, are kind of fading away it's more common to have like a uh, you know as a contemporary partner or boyfriend so in, in in this day and age what can we learn and take away from the islamic teachings uh, to ensure that the family is still an integral part of society today
5: yeah so so the way society is moving is in a temporary fashion right um but but islam looks like a tunnel vision it looks at the long run what's beneficial for us um, and Islam fundamentally teaches one to be selfless. In a society which is constantly calling us to focus on you know, self-care, we're forgetting the people around us and eventually end up becoming selfish. And this mm. selfishness leads us to the belief that we are the main character in this world. And therefore, sometimes we even forget about the most important people in our lives and end up leaving them behind. Um, and Islam, from its very core, encourages us to always focus on safeguarding our faith because it is true faith which will create a heaven on this earth and in the hereafter. So we're advised to focus on faith from the very moment we're choosing our life partner. And this creates a solid foundation. So from the moment even you know, where we're going out and trying to choose a life partner, we're told to focus on faith. And the moment a child is born, we're told to recite the call to prayer in the child's ear. And although they won't understand what's happening, the parents are reminded through this action of how important faith really is. And then when the child grows up, they're reminded to respect their parents and to not even show signs of neglect towards them. They're reminded that paradise lies under the feet of their mothers. And by being mothers, will they attain true paradise. They're told to respect their fathers. And then the parents as well are told to lead by example, to create a loving and peaceful environment for the children to be brought up in, to always be, be, be there for them, to become friends with them. And this is exactly what the First Caliph of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has highlighted many times um, when answering this question about, you know, um, the upbringing of children in, in today's society. Um, in reply to this thetonius the states that he has calculated that a substantial amount of time is actually spent by kids at home during holidays right in comparison to the amount they're, they're, of time they're spending in schools there is quite a substantial amount of time which is uh, which they're spending at home so therefore this this time that they're spending at home should be used and utilized to to guide the children to to give them you know um the love and and the presence of um the family unit and to educate them which will essentially help them grow but then further on we see that as children grow older as well they're told to take care of their parents um you know we're taught the the prayer in the holy quran that my lord have mercy on them as as in on the parents Hmm. even as they nourished me in my childhood and we're told to never neglect taking care of our parents um especially when they reach old age And we see that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, repeatedly expressed of how unfortunate the person is who has the chance to serve his aged parents but doesn't do it and eventually loses the chance of earning paradise by serving them. So from all this, we see that without family, there is no society because it is through family that we learn our core values of caring and respecting each other rather than just caring about ourselves.
1: Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I mean, you have uh, touched upon some very key points uh, regarding uh, how to keep uh, intact a very healthy family. So there is sometimes, you know, um, uh conflict in families where there, there are stepchildren and step parents. So are there any specific um, teachings in Islam which address this issue? Um, in
5: regard, regards to this... Uh, the example The beautiful example Of the Holy Prophet Peace be upon him Comes to mind He was essentially Brought up As an orphan So he had A true sense We One can say That he had A true sense Of what it was like To be an orphan Right And uh, But we, we see Something very Beautiful and astonishing And that is That the Holy Prophet Peace be upon him Treated all people With so much respect And love Which resulted in an unbreakable bond. And one example we see is of a companion of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, uh, Zaid bin Harissa. May God be pleased with him. Um, so Zayd bin Harissa was actually a free man who had become a slave and was given to the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, by his wife, uh, along with uh, other slaves as well, whom he essentially freed. And Zayd bin Harissa was one who stayed with the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, And once it happened that uh, some people from his tribe came to Mecca for the pilgrimage and they recognized it. And on their return, they reported to his father. And, you know, naturally his father was so happy to find out that uh, Zaid bin Haritha was safe and sound. And uh, because obviously his family wasn't aware of where he was, um, especially once he had been taken as a slave. And so he reached Mecca and asked the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, to free his son. He yeah. even offered him money. Um, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, replied to this saying that, you know, there is no need for any money. Um, Zaid is, is free, free to go. But it's mind-blowing to um, see what, what Zaid said in reply. Uh, Zaid, uh, you know, may God be pleased with replied that, I will not give precedence to anyone over the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him He said that now he is my father and my mother both I would not like to go anywhere leaving his house and at this moment Zaid's father and and uncles uh, you know, they were left surprised because you know, of how eager they were you know, to meet him but you know, they they were left surprised at the fact that he doesn't want to go back with them. And he then said that I find such traits in the Holy Prophet peace be upon his personality that I cannot prefer anyone over him. Mm. Now, this whole incident proves of how the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, although Zaid had no, um, you know, blood relation with the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. He was actually a slave. Um, at the time but the Holy Prophet peace be upon him just like he he did with all the other slaves he he freed him as well but the the relationship that he had built with the Holy Prophet was of such closeness and of such love that he proclaimed that he had replaced um, the father and mother um, who Mm. he didn't have in his life but the Holy Prophet peace be upon him replaced the love of a father and a mother combined yeah, so this amazing. is honestly on its own an example for us to to follow
0: that was perfect uh thank you imam mutara you explained i mean the whole teaching very beautifully in a very very uh, well-conducted manner it's very very easy to understand for everyone as well thank you for joining us again this morning and um, i wish you a wonderful day ahead
5: thank you youtube bye
0: Thank you very much Assalamu alaikum Peace be upon you So that was Imam Mutaraf who, uh, who was a graduate from the Jamia Ahmadiyya uh, Institute uh, And serving as a missionary Of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community um, And he enlightened us uh, You know Very very uh, deeply About uh, Islam's stance And Islam's uh, teaching on, on family matters Now uh, lastly we have a short clip Of His Holiness um, Addressing uh, some of the families and giving advice to them. So let's listen to this short clip.
5: I am son of martyr. What's your ad- advice for families of martyrs who came from Pakistan?
11: Your parents, your your father or whoever, was martyred in Pakistan. They sacrificed their life for the cause of the Jamaat. And you are here in this country because of the Jamaat. And here in this country. Instead of involving, indulging yourself into the bad things of this society, try to find out the good things of this society and portray yourself as a role model for these people. Right? And uh, excel if you are a student, excel in your studies. If you are a worker, work hard and always try to Keep in mind that Allah Taala is always seeing you. Allah Taala is watching over you. Whatever you do, if people are not seeing, Allah Taala is seeing it. So, so since you have come here because of the jamaat, because because your your father or your relative sacrificed their life for the cause of Allah, so you should try to work hard to. Listen to the commandments of Allah, to practice the commandments of Allah, and show your example as a good believer, a moment, an Ahmadi. Right? Yes. Yes. There's some beautiful uh, advice by His Holiness,
0: as Ms. Masoor Ahmad, may Allah strengthen His hand. Uh, dear listeners, this is bringing us to, to the end of our show. Um, which uh, started off from a very high to a very a, a calming topic a very important topic as as always. Um, at the end, just uh, uh, I would like to thank everyone for tuning in today and also uh, a special thanks to the team who has uh, made this possible. Uh, thank you to the producers uh, Danya Salman and Arifa and the researchers as well Malaha and Sabah. And thank you, thank you to the uh, tech team, uh, Mr. Aruguman, uh, for your help. And thank you to you, brother Daniel, for uh, conducting this um, this uh,
1: inter- this uh, radio show with me so today. So pleasure to you know, host uh, with you as well. Uh, always, you know, uh, looking forward to do more shows with you. Yes, yeah, so hopefully tune in uh, tomorrow again. Tomorrow
0: morning, we have another live show uh, uh breakfast uh, and also this uh this evening we have a drive time show as well so tune in live listen in to that and this is it from us thank you very much assalamu alaikum wa wa may peace and blessings of allah the almighty be upon everyone